0: Two more days. Hi, everyone. Hi, welcome back. It's Wednesday, September 22nd, and it's autumn. Happy fall. It's the equinox. I love this time of year, and I'm really excited because I'm heading out to New York to see my Harveys and to do a little bit of writing and working from that area. So keep an eye on my Instagram. And also, if you're not an email subscriber, I have an awesome email list, and I send love letters of mindfulness, sometimes music, right to your inbox several times a month. When I'm in full active mode, it's weekly, and you can subscribe. It's awesome. I don't sell your data. It's stuff that I share, very thoughtful. It's contemplative reading and ideas about how to really integrate mindfulness. Um, I get a lot of feedback about how inspiring, helpful, and light-filled they are. So you can subscribe if you're not already. You can send me an email at alexander at viralmindfulness.com. You can head to my website and uh, hit viralmindfulness.com forward slash subscribe. You can follow anything on my website to find that. You can send me your email address um, through social media and I'll subscribe you. I'd love to send love letters to your inbox. Um, Juicy, fresh, and inspiring. So today I want to just talk a little bit about the work. I often will do a social media series on Instagram, particularly called Work Work Wednesday or Wig Wig Wednesday, (laughs) depending on where I'm at uh, with wigs or work, sometimes both. And since I'm growing my hair out, I have got this beautiful, gorgeous, natural wig. I've actually thought about growing my hair out long enough and then making a wig for myself to wear when I'm older and, and I've lost my curls. I think it's a great idea. You know, I mean, I know I could donate it to a little person. Well, any person. It doesn't have to be a little person for cancer and wig hair, but... I feel like when I'm older, I'm going to, I don't know. Anyway, I digress. So back to the subject at hand, working. What am I specifically working on at this point? And I'm going to tell you all about the Luckiest Club, which is the third community that I belong to. And I facilitate a meeting for, for them on Thursdays. So I'll tell you all about that in tomorrow's episode. But for today, the work, work. I've talked about the 12 steps. I've talked about the Buddhist recovery program. And I if I was a little short yesterday about Nikos and Rockford and Chris mentioning that they were no longer in my lives I didn't want to spend too much time since it's a short episode and I've talked about it before. Um, And so trigger warning here. Suicide. Uh, My sponsor Chris died by suicide and it was a month 10 a couple months before my one-year mark and then with regards to Rockford and Nikos we're no longer friends Um, I don't talk to either one of them and um, it's yeah Nikos I didn't know very long but Rockford was very close and a very important figure and it was a very difficult situation for me personally just kind of going through the loss and the grief and I didn't really get a lot of information from him. He just stopped taking my calls and sent a very basic text just telling me he couldn't take my calls. And I didn't hear from him for a couple years until he got on social media and started liking a few of my posts and left a comment or two. And by that point, I had been through so much on my own. I just figured that for me, the best boundary is that a phone call is very appropriate for the actions in which he handled the I guess you know ending of our friendship so I'm so grateful for him and I have so much love for him and I wish him the best and so in this work I think that a lot of the surprising work for me continually working towards staying sober is that it is a lot of work And life is a lot of work and there's a lot of pain regardless of whether you're using drugs or alcohol or abusing them or healthy with them, it still is life. And life is full of the spectrum. And so for me, the work at this point is very much rooted on, I've had some time now where I have learned how to refrain from drugs and alcohol. I've been building new skills and Now I get to piece together my recovery with my people and meaning the people and the friends and the circles and the communities and the mentors or sponsors. I currently don't have a sponsor. I currently do not have a mentor. Um, After my first sponsor died by suicide, I was with another sponsor for about a year and a half. And then I um, moved on to make the Recovery Dharma Buddhist program my primary program and took a mentor there. Did that for about a year. That brought me to about last year, and then I have been looking for a sponsor and making calls to friends to stay accountable in AA, letting them know that I am without sponsor. And this year I realized, you know, this agenda about a sponsor I get to decide my recovery and in fact I had kind of an uncomfortable conversation with one of my mentors in AA and it was really odd to me and it seemed very um, discombobulated and granted this person is going through a lot this year and I was actually able to practice something that she taught me herself and just distancing myself and making the decision and kind of it was, it was a really tricky working situation for me because here was a mentor of many years um, jumping in in a way where I don't even know how to say it jumping in in a way where it was her agenda and not responding to me in a way that correlated with the phone calls and the visits we were having regularly um and so I just made a decision to do well me and some of my other friends and thoughtful prayer and meditation to just let that relationship be what it is and that this is her opinion and her agenda and I decided to Create um, a small mentorship group within my Buddhist community for the first time. I've never sponsored yet. I specifically have stayed away from sponsoring. That has been my direction for me for the first few years because I'm always the helper. I'm always the therapist type, and no one's really asked me. No one's ever asked me to sponsor them. There have been a few people that have called over the first five years, and I have developed relationships for a couple years. One in particular and took calls regularly as one of my friends was getting sober and I was just a support and I've taken a lot of calls and had a lot of those like connected accountability partners and so it was a really new big step for me to kind of like Break that fear base of AA. In fact, this person said to me, I'm really worried about your recovery. It was unsolicited, very worried, and you are in danger. I worry that you're in danger and you don't see it. And I'm thinking, what are you talking about? I'm calling you every other week, every week for some weeks when she was able to make those appointments. And often she wasn't and often you know her memory and her symptoms from COVID long haul weren't working well. It's not my responsibility to manage all those things. And I was already crystal clear that I didn't have a sponsor and that I was looking for one. And so it was really odd and I just thought, you know, I gotta follow what's, what's, what's being inspired in my path here. Plus this whole fear about I'm in danger, it's like, what is this? Like I remember that being like such a part of just like this fear-based religious as if by no means am I saying that I'm okay and I don't have issues on a day-to-day basis, but I'm doing the work day in and day out and have been all year. And if you're not paying attention because you're whatever reason, I don't know because you think that you have answers for people because you're sober 30 years, I don't know but what i do know for me is that i made a decision to create a new group where i meet once a week with three other buddhist colleagues and we work on our inventories and i'm kind of like the facilitator in some ways simply because i have done this this process before they the other three have not and it was a really valuable lesson for me to kind of do something where i was making a choice that i was inspired to follow and letting someone else manage their own agenda their own ego and someone that i really love tremendously and consider one of the most fundamental parts of my recovery and one of the most beautiful friendships and soul connections and you know maybe we'll talk about it i don't know um But here I'm talking about it on a podcast. So I figured that I would just be real honest with what a Wednesday looks like for me. I also decided to join the luckiest club as a team leader. I didn't know that it was actually a paid position, which was a huge, amazing surprise. And so instead of doing the sponsor route for me this year, I jumped into facilitating a meeting once a week, an LGBTQIA closed meeting with the luckiest club. And I made a decision to form and give back to mentees who are newer on the path in the recovery Dharma program. And I'm telling you, it's the best decision. Um, my recovery and my connection is super sweet right now. I wanted to just finish with work. I feel like once you find a place, find a seat, I've heard that described in the 12 steps, you're lucky to get a seat and when you find that seat, keep your seat in a meeting because it doesn't click for a lot of people. So that's one thing that I often think about and why I'm still here, I just think I have made it this far Do I really need anything else in my life besides continued evolution like I'm doing? And so part of what's here in my life is this deep connection to my creativity, to my piano, to my watercolors, to my writing, to building Viral Mindfulness Academy, to helping my clients um, with the digital marketing freelancing business I have. And I'm telling you, I really love so much of what I'm doing and it's really, A lot of work and now that I've figured out with the help of goddess and um, a community of several communities how to stay sober I know how to live one day at a time and I know how to do inventories and I know how to check my resentments and I know how to reach out to friends and I know how to deal with the disappointments and I'm not saying I am an expert I'm just saying I'm doing it and I'm in it and part of the creation, the creativity, here's what I want to finish with. This beautiful quote, it is particularly advice to writers, but I feel like it applies so well to whatever you're working on, your book, your podcast, your art, your recovery, um, your mental health. Uh, creation and i say this in the state of reconstructing like this idea of reconstructing one's life from unhealthy habits addictive habits from deep depression so let's say creating reconstruction it is not a moment of inspiration but a lifetime of endurance and this is the quote from kevin ashton Creation, reconstruction, recovery, substitute the word, is not a moment of inspiration, but a lifetime of endurance. The drawers of the world are full of things begun, unfinished sketches, pieces of invention, incomplete product ideas, notebooks with half formulated hypotheses, abandoned patents, partial manuscripts creating is more monotony than adventure it is early mornings and late nights long hours doing work that will likely fail or be deleted or erased a process without progress that must be repeated daily for years beginning is hard but continuing is harder those who seek glamorous life should not pursue art science innovation invention or anything else that needs new creation is a long journey where most turns are wrong and most ends are dead the most important thing creators do is work the most important thing they don't do is quit so good take that in isn't that beautiful all right, well, I'll see you tomorrow. It's Thursday tomorrow. Be well, all my love. Two more days until my big six-year sober birthday. So don't miss Friday's episode. I just want to give you a little sneak peek of what's coming. I've got two special treats for you. One is I'm going to get permission from my nephew Parker to play On my podcast episode, his new release called Red Flags, it's a song that he wrote and has been working with producers and musicians. It's awesome. And I have a special guest that's coming on to give you their clinical diagnosis, the elements of Alexander, their perception of the elements, the five elements of who they observe in this Alexander, so you don't want to miss out. It's gonna be fun.